Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Let's go! Welcome to This Lady Loves Sports Podcast with Pat Prescott. Sports. She knows it all and is here to talk about it. So get ready to hear sports talk in a way that you've never heard before. It's This Lady Loves Sports Podcast. And here's your host, Pat Prescott. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Chris Schauble, who is joining us for This Lady Loves Sports. Chris, uh, if you don't know him, is one of the premier broadcasters in Southern California for 20 years. He has been on the air here in the morning, and he is uh, now with the award-winning KTLA Morning Show. Just my good buddy. We, we, we hang out and do things together in the community, and we both are united in our love of sports. Amen. Amen to love that. Love you, Pat. Thanks for having me. <laughs> did you grow up, uh, you know, when did sports become a part of your life as a little kid you know it's like yes it's it's osmosis your dad watches sports what are you gonna do you're gonna watch those sports football i love football (laughs) i played football through high school wasn't Uh good what position you play i was a tight end and defensive end Mm -hmm. and uh you just like to knock people down huh well yeah and you get (laughs) I, i think that's a blend of you know blocking and catching and tackling you know that's a good that's a good combo when you play both sides of the ball and all that kind of stuff so uh, yeah, you know, football's my sport. I like other sports, but to me, those are just, you know, ways to kill time before you get back to football season. Yeah. Who, who are your teams? Well, I'm a, I grew up in the, the Denver area, so I'm a Broncos fan. Uh, Rockies, Nuggets. Hey, do you, do you think that they're going to, you know, some people are saying that, that uh, you know, you might get a new quarterback. Well, Locke. Uh, is the guy they drafted out of Missouri, I believe, in the second round. Mm-hmm. And uh, he sparked at the end of the season. So apparently we're – I think we need to go, like, offensive line, defensive mm-hmm. line, maybe a cornerback to replace Harris who was going to sign somewhere else. So that kind of stuff. But apparently they think they're pretty high on their quarterback. So, But, I, but to be fair, after living here 20 years – I also pull for the Lakers because everyone grew up watching the Lakers. You didn't have to be, you know, they were in the playoffs so much that, you know, especially the Magic Johnson, you know, the Showtime years, that I became a Lakers fan. Yeah, moving here as a Knicks fan, I mean, I had nothing to cheer for anyway, so it was really difficult not to become a Laker fan because they gave you a lot to be a fan of. So so for my L.A. teams, it's uh, Lakers, Dodgers, and uh, Kings, although I'm not going to lie to you and say I know hockey. I don't know hockey. I've been to like one Kings game. Um, uh, What else? Uh, Yeah, so that's probably about it. Oh, in terms of college, I used to pull for USC, but now I got a daughter going to UCLA, so now I got to pull. Oh, so you're brewing now. I'm I'm going to (laughs) eight-clap. All all day long. It's so. amazing how we move over like yeah, that. Yeah, well, it? hey, my, my, I tell people my daughter and my money go to UCLA, so 
So I'm going to pull for UCLA. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, someone, a lot of times when you have played sports yourself and you're a dude, you know, you look to have a son who's going to carry on your legacy, you know, to be interested in that sport with you. But you've been really, really fortunate with your four girls. Yeah. And as I've told you before, your family, to me, kind of mirrors, you know, the Kobe Bryant's family and having those girls. I remember hearing him say, you know, shortly after the, the that tragic accident, I remember hearing, having, uh, hearing a clip of him saying how his daughter Gigi would be beside him and people saying, man, you got to have a dude, you got to have a son. And she said, I don't think we need a son. I got this. Yeah, I got this. <laughs> well, you too have really been involved in, in your daughter's lives with sports. And that, I think it makes a big difference for yeah. girls. I think um, I think team sports is hugely important if, if, you know, if, you're, if you have the ability to put them in something they like. And that's the key. Finding something they like. You may start them in one thing, but you need to have the flexibility to realize that they may like something else. And you have to encourage it. Because if you say to a kid, what would you rather do, play video games or go do this? They're going to say play video games. Nothing wrong with playing video games. Just a time and a place. Mm-hmm. So, so um, for me, I was fortunate because I have four daughters. All four of those daughters either have, or in the case of you know two sets of twin girls, uh, the, I have one now at UCLA, one now at San Diego State, uh, two still in high school, but either they are or they did all play varsity sports, mm-hmm. and they were different sports. One was on the varsity golf team, one was on the varsity or uh, is on the varsity volleyball team, one is on the varsity uh, soccer team, and then the other one, the older one, I kind of got them all out of order there, but mm-hmm. the older other older one actually runs at UCLA. She's on the track team at UCLA. So so the bottom line is, you know, have the flexibility to let them find their passion. That will keep them interested. I coached track for eight years. And when I went to the USATF uh, track school, one of the things they taught you is there's an arc. They call it the nine-year arc. Depending on when you start a kid in any sport, there's going to be a, a time where they'll stay in it you know, if all everything's going well, but even if they're good, after those eight to nine years, they better have a reason in their own head why they're playing. Either exactly. they like it so much, or they like their teammates, or they like the positivity that it brings them. Whatever it is, there better be a reason why they're st- still doing it, because everyone starts their kid early thinking they're going to be the next this athlete or that athlete right right and the and the bottom line is you're going to burn your kid out naturally they're going to want they're going to they're going to grow up and they're going to say hey how about lacrosse but wait you just played basketball <laughs> for nine years and you're pretty good yeah but i don't like basketball anymore so so make sure that you know in my case they didn't really start specializing until they got to high school yeah yeah i know that uh i mentioned kobe and let's talk about that just a yeah. little bit because i know uh i know you're a fan and as, as all of us were, it's hard not to be a fan of, of this guy. But um, talk about having to cover stories like this on the news. Uh, we watched the KTLA morning show on Monday, the day after the accident. And uh, I know we had to deal with the same thing here, you know, on the radio. But you more so because this is what you all are doing is news. And that, that whole show was really dedicated to Kobe's yeah. memory and to to letting people know what was going on because it was so fresh in, in that point. How do you separate your own personal emotions from being able to do that? Can't always do it. You know, and I think the neat thing about working at Channel 5 is that you have the freedom to say the obvious. 
You know, this is a tough loss for all of us. You know, you can say that kind of stuff without mm-hmm. losing professionalism. They give us the leeway to say the obvious stuff. And um, I think there's a couple of things that really struck me about all of it. You know, I have some pretty close friends. We have a group text. It was one of the individuals on that text that first told me. And then, of course, I went to TMZ who broke the news and all that, which is another discussion about do you do you reveal news that even family members don't know yet and then they have to find out that way because that's that's a horrible way to yeah find i think out that, that that is something that that's one of the things i've always really loved about that you know the, there are rules yeah there in are broadcasting rules. and that is a not rule. everyone you just follows don't do them, that. but there are rules and that's the thing that um see the the landscape of journalism is changing so much in that the rules that i grew up with not everyone follows those rules there's certain like you know there's a certain professionalism you're supposed to have. Now you've got people posting bikini shots, you know, from their trip to Mexico and then covering, you know, hard news the next day saying, hey, check out my Instagram <laughs> for the latest on, on right. this story. And you used to not be able to do that. Yeah, that yeah, that yeah, was you, a faux pas. Can I just past. tell you, a lot of places you still can't do it. But here's the weird part. More places you can. Back to Kobe. The first jersey I ever bought my daughters was the number eight. So that was the first jersey I have... Somewhere, I've got a picture of the older two in number eight jerseys with little Afro puffs, right? <laughs> and I love that. I, I, I've been trying to find it probably for a few years now before any of this happened. And then the second thing about it is that for me, he, you know, what makes certain celebrity deaths more impactful? And I think for Kobe, for me personally, is he had woven himself into the fabric of Southern California. So Kobe wasn't one of those athletes that merely played in L.A., maybe lived somewhere else, and then if they left the team or retired, they went back to that somewhere else. Kobe played 20 years, stayed 20 years, built a life out here, and was starting to become, like Magic, bigger than he was even as a player, more Mm -hmm. impactful than even as he was as a player. With the Mamba Academy, Mida, people know that academy for basketball. They also have volleyball teams. I would my, One of my daughters plays club volleyball, and we would face off against Mamba Academy teams. And, you know, they, it was a pretty, the big M with the, you know, snakes around it. It's a Mamba, you know. You know? <laughs> and so it, he was just really starting to uplift so many sections of the community in one way or another, whether it was the entertainment stuff he was doing, whether it was the youth sports stuff that he was really putting a lot of energy into. I mean, it was so impressive. And I think that's one of the things that when someone becomes part of the fabric of Southern California, it does feel like a fam- family member has died. Well, you know, and, and we we watched him grow up. He was only 17. You know, and you think about it after when, when he retires in his late 30s, you know, he's just beginning to live yeah. a life that he doesn't even know anything about having a regular life that doesn't include, and he still was working out every morning, but still doesn't include practices and traveling and right. and all that stuff like that. And, you know, as a journalist, I know, too, that you, you we can't look at things through rose-colored glasses either. You have to look at the totality of the story. People did not like this dude for a long time. People who were Laker fans yeah. did not because like Shaq him. Because Shaq was the fun one, mm-hmm. and he was the uptight one. And uh, when you look back, you realize that t- that's a that's a singular focus he had. It was all about you know like the stories about him not having a beer. He'd see a teammate at a club or a restaurant and not having a beer. I think it was Robert Ory. Robert's drinking a beer. They're at the same restaurant, and he's like, Robert, what are you doing? 
we have a game tomorrow. <laughs> and Robert looks up and goes, yeah, it's tomorrow. But that's how focused he was. You know, he kept his body tuned like a Ferrari, you know. And so not very, you know, what people talk about what separates a pro athlete from a, someone who almost made the league. Or, obviously, there's the physical talent. But most pros will tell you it's what's between the ears. Oh, no question. You know, Jerry, I heard Jerry West saying how the reason that he knew Kobe was going to be a star, he said, was not even so much his skill level, but he said this guy had confidence like he had never seen in grown men when he was just a teenager, you know, that he looked like he was going to do it. I think a lot of that had to do with the way that he was raised, you know, just being urbane in the way that he was growing up around the world speaking different languages being exposed to so much and i saw a clip of um uh, him talking about his father and just all the things the lessons his father taught him the most important one being it doesn't matter he said his dad told him doesn't he he had played a game where he didn't score at all he said not a free throw nothing zero points he said he was crying and his dad came and gave him a hug and said listen if you score zero or if you score 60, which is an interesting number to pick, right? right? <laughs> you know, he says, I'm still going to love you just the same. And Kobe said that gave him so much security and made him feel like, well, everything is always going to be okay. Yeah. I know as a parent, too, I thought about you, too, Chris, when this, this happened because of the parallels yeah. between your families. You know, tight mom and dad, yep. four daughters. Uh, your daughter's also sports lovers. And, um, you know, when I heard about it, I, just like everybody, I was like, please don't let the kids yeah, be there. Have been there. So, you know, and to see that. Uh, with Gigi and to see all the images, the images I see of him and Gigi really remind me of you right. and your girls. <laughs> the uh, the w- one of my daughters called one of the ones that took. I have two at college, two still in the home in high school, and the um, the one at UCLA called me crying. She 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 goes, Dad, the Kobe news is so sad. I go, I know, sweetheart, it's it's awful. This is awful. And she goes, their family reminds that reminds me of our family and all that you've done for us and all that you you know did for us to get us to this point and uh it really resonated and when she started saying that stuff i my heart just broke it just broke because yeah. i you know i was trying to keep it together you know through the sadness at that point and i <laughs> that was tough so yeah. you you you're right Pat. i mean that that was tough that was um the parallels are almost scary mm-hmm. you know his older daughter you know, plays volleyball. She plays volleyball. You yeah. know, and it's not uncommon to see him. You know, the family at a at a volleyball tournament. You know, and same with soccer. You know, they played soccer, so you'd see Kobe from time to time at certain big soccer tournaments. So, you know, it's it's um, it's it's tragic on so many levels because you look at all the other people who also died in that helicopter and their attachment to sports and excellence and going above and beyond. And Kobe was part of their lives and they were part of his lives. And it's just, I mean, there's some element of this tragedy that I think everyone can relate to. Oh, no question. There is that. I don't know, though. I don't know when I've seen a story like this. I mean, because even like with Michael Jackson and Whitney Houston, you know, it was a different feeling about it. I think the feeling I've I've actually had this discussion in the past 24 hours. I'm like I'm trying to think of a celebrity death that that had people talking like this and it would be a Michael Jackson, it would be a Whitney Houston, but but I think most people if they're being honest they knew that those individuals were wrestling with things. Exactly. And you didn't go, "Oh my gosh, I I I mean, 
Michael more so was an oh my gosh. Uh, Whitney, I think most people knew she was battling substance abuse. And, and it, as tragic as that was, it didn't quite catch us by surprise. Well, Michael was too. I yeah. mean, you know, yeah. so th- there's that. So, and, so that self-destructive kind of thing. And that doesn't mean that you feel any less yeah, sad about what right. happened to but them. But Kobe's was... when you, you, So it was Kobe, and then it was a child, and then it was another child, and another child, and their the, parents. Yeah, because I mean, the tragedy is not just Kobe. I mean, nine people yeah. there and that helicopter pilot you know they say was really one of the best have been working with Kobe for quite a while and you know it's um you know it's a tragedy all around but when you think about it because you know how, how I feel about death you know because I lost my dad when I was 19 and that was when it became real to me you know and I always feel like you know either I'm going to bury you or you're going to bury me I yeah. mean you know we're, nobody's getting off the planet alive right. which focus but we're here right now right and that focus us on, focuses us on the now and um, I think that everybody on that helicopter was a great example of how to live your life every yeah. from, from everything that I've read and learned about them and you know you got to kind of look for what is it what is in this that that lives on forever and certainly you know Kobe has nothing to be ashamed of in terms of what he leaves behind yeah. so much I think that um I think one of the lasting and y- you always say it cherish every moment but I think this is a very painful reminder for people to truly cherish the moment with the people they love when they have those moments it certainly is and uh, the hashtag you know girl dad Mm-hmm. Because of that ESPN anchor, right. she shared a Kobe Bryant story, and then that hashtag girl dad has now got I I may, I know it's tens of thousands, it might even be hundreds of thousands of dads posting pictures showing their love for their daughter and talking about it. And you know, when you put in that kind kind of time and commitment, it's never work; it's just love. And I yeah. think that's what it was for Kobe. Well, we'll see what happens next. I think uh, he was ready to pass the the baton on to LeBron. Yeah. At any rate, certainly with the Lakers, and it'll be interesting to see what happens with them moving forward. That would but, be cool if they yeah, were. Yeah, it, it would. And I know that they're going to dedicate the rest of this yeah. season to him. So we'll see what happens. Uh, the marathon continues. Amen. <laughs> well, thanks for spending some time with us. You got to come back again Anytime when football pa- season hey, starts back. You know what? Don't get me started. (laughs) I'll do it. Sounds like a plan. Chris Schauble with us. This lady loves sports, and so does he. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.